Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm Brian. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. We're not going to talk about music, so I'm so upset. That's what I'm saying. Oh, do you, you keep a space open for the music? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Pro Tools. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, we can slide the region over, dude. I, I intentionally delete the silence and then put our vocals on top of the theme music just to piss <laughs> Philip off. So. <laughs> don't talk over the music, dude. <laughs> All right. This episode's brought to you by our patrons, featuring new Patreon tiers. I don't know if we've talked about this. We were revising it. Um, and we realized we needed to give some new benefits. And uh, so we, we've changed them around. And so I'm a little mad Diaz isn't here to help introduce some of these. But for as low as $1 a month, you can support, help support the show, keep our costs down, things like hosting fees, all the website junk. Believe it or not, podcasts actually cost money to just publish. You have to have distribution and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, any money there helps keep the show afloat and keeps it from, you know, being a cost on us to do. So we appreciate every level of support. But at $1 a month, you can come in at our little, we call it the Little Loopers program. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you're a little looper, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Where you will get a shout out on an episode when you do si- si- sign up. So Brian, that counts as your one. Uh, and <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get early access to our episodes and you get access to our Patreon episodes that we've started recording. And so only through the Patreon app do you get that. You get a special feed and you get like when we record on a Saturday or Monday and I edit it, you get the episode right away, right off the bat. Um, you can, at $3, you can jump to the Scott's Tots level, uh, where whenever <laughs> we do a <laughs> where you can make the dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, that adds the stickers when we do runs of stickers and our mini merch packets, we'll throw you in on those. And so we do have stickers. Um, whoever signed up for that has gotten that. Um, you also get all the previous benefits at the chat room level at $5 a month. You join the secret group chat where you actually help shape the show. Generally, um, half our opinions that we share on the show are from the group chat where like I post a news article of, Hey, this is cool. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Jason Fuzzmonger corrects me on something. And then I get to act educated <laughs> when I actually like, come on air. That is in fact, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> or moreover, you get to constantly learn about what, like what Will Hugh is flipping at that any given point, those kind of things. So it's, it's actually a pretty fun tier at the God bless America tier at $10 a month. Diaz will write you a handwritten letter. <laughs> Snail mail it out. Yeah. And then, uh, we have also introduced at at Diaz's behest the friends with benefits tier at twenty dollars a month. Um, <laughs> I will just give you Diaz's phone number and you can FaceTime him whenever you want. There you go. No like one that. signed up for it yet, but it's there. So go to patreon.com slash the effects loop, sign up for whatever tier you want and uh, enjoy those kind of extra benefits. So I like it. Brian, it's been a year since I've had you on the show. It's been a while, man. I think so. Yeah, it's been. I think it was. Was it your buddy Ian? I was on with. I think. Really. I can't remember how long. I. I it's it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been on the show, <laughs> and I keep saying like, I need to have you and Diaz on our show. So yeah, you you're you're keeping your end of the bargain up. I gotta gotta get you on ours. <laughs> but uh, I guess for those not in the know, I'm from the podcast, the Tone Jerks podcast. So. Scott has been on, uh, it was a couple of years ago, and definitely uh, picking his brain about all the 
acoustic audio engineering stuff. <laughs> sure, that's what <laughs> yeah. I do. You're like, well, some of those are, yep, that's correct. Those are words, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really fun episode, and every time I come on here, it's it's good to just riff. Like, I think we, what, riff for like over an hour, just like back and forth, just like catching up. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you join our Patreon feed, you get to hear that. And it's like actual gear talk. I'm like, wow, I talk more about gear on this podcast than on my own. <laughs> I mean, we have our little universe of associated guitar podcasts and yeah, all yeah. of us kind of don't step on each other mm -hmm. for the most yeah. part. And so it's kind of fun when you hop on somebody else's format because you get so used to what you do. So like ours is the news thing. And yeah. so you watch like we just had Steve Rao on and even though his podcast is way bigger than ours, he likes this format. So he mm -hmm. wants to hop into the discussion and we're glad to have him whenever he comes on, uh, or whenever he wants to. And like, same thing with like Blake is the interview format. Whenever he comes on, he gets to talk mm -hmm. here. And so like I going into your more riff focused kind of <laughs> focus is in air quotes here. Uh, <laughs> it's usually just like, Oh, what about this? Have you thought about that? <laughs> what if that happened? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, have and you then, tried uh, this game on the switch yet? Have you yeah. tried this? <laughs> <laughs> which which I want to get into, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I you say that, and I recently on our show I've kind of been stepping on your guys' toes. I've been I trying to bring bring some news into it. I know <laughs> our show. Yeah, except for you tried to Johnny Carson your way through all of them. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I don't even talk about it. <laughs> uh, so so full tones in the news. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. <laughs> Hey folks! Hey folks! <laughs> just, you should start doing top ten lists. Yeah, that would oh, that would piss DS off too because he wants to read the lists. Yeah, top ten oh. lists. Uh, I like that. All right, but yeah, just kind of talk show host my way out into the news. Yeah, and I just like it. never touch on it. It's so like, I, so uh, what about that? I, I I remember hearing that episode. I was about to send you a GIF of like Stewie breaking Brian's legs in Family Guy. Because <laughs> you're stealing our fucking bits. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like uh, the old Simpsons, the Simpsons episode where it's like Mo was a little rascal oh, and yeah. he killed the original fa Alfalfa because he's just like, yeah, my my bit on the show was I would always stick my head or my eye in a tailpipe and get soot in my face. And then Alfalfa did it. He's like, you stole my bit. And Mo is just a kid just beating his <laughs> Alfalfa. It's like, oh, no, you killed the original Alfalfa. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. That's been a – actually, thank you, Disney Plus, for having all the Simpsons episodes. I've actually been going through – I've been going back into them once in a while, too. But, I think it really picked up their stride in season three. Through about three through nine, eight, uh, yeah, eight or nine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, it's the only ones worth watching, I think. South Park <laughs> had about the same thing. I heard that show's pretty good. Still, I definitely want to. I mean, I still I don't. I still watch South Park. I don't watch Simpsons anymore. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, okay. I was gonna ask, like, is it still hold up? I remember loving the hell out of it, but also I was like a child <laughs> when I first started watching it. I was as old as the kids were in that show, so I was like eight or nine when I started watching it and I'm like <laughs> my parents I'm like you shouldn't have let me watch that show yeah <laughs> and then I don't remember when I fell out of it but yeah I heard you know I think like 20 years or something like that but so yeah. much so long that's why I'm like I feel like I want to I want to jump back in but well you know what we should jump into a little bit of yes what's new with you what's new with me uh let's see 
Uh, so today got a haircut, looking sharp. Um, but the my barber shop is pretty close to uh, Guitar Center here in mm. San Diego. So that's a dangerous haircut. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, well, of course you're gonna just stop by. Of course you're gonna stop by, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not really looking for more guitars or anything like that. But I'm like, oh, you can get accessories. Like that's usually what a a guitar center is for: is strings, mm-hmm. picks. And then I am I was in need or, or in want of a new strap to match my bass. I know you're not video, but so it's very ooh yellow blue bass that I have. And I wanted a strap to match. So I had a an Ernie Ball black one, like just like the normal poly strap or whatever. But I love these Ernie Ball Jacquard ones, which it's the same poly strap. It's it's a very old carpet kind of vibe yes i love that yeah and the colors like this is how simple it matches your knobs (laughs) how simple i am yep the blues match the knob you know knobs and then the gold kind of matches the guitar i'm like okay am i gonna do any other clashes or whatever and then yeah got some blue on the back there got some anime stickers here (laughs) of course obviously of course of course but yeah so it kind of i'm like oh new strap for the bass and you know being Ernie Ball, they're not super expensive. They're like ten, I mean, fifteen bucks, I think, for the Jacquard ones. So like the yeah, they're they're cheap still. And I have never have I ever had a problem with Ernie Ball straps. I know I've seen them. I don't know if you ever you've ever seen where people are like, oh yeah, no, they just stretch out to like. Um, I don't know if this is a bad visual, but this is what first came to my mind. Do you ever see people who had the big old ear gauges? Oh, yeah. Yep, they take them out. Oh, that's what the strap looks like at the uh, <laughs> it's all stretched out i'm like how did you do that to your strap it just looks like calamari just hanging off somebody's <laughs> ear <laughs> but imagine that but on a strap so oh. like the le- leather or whatever part that attaches to the strap button that's how stretched out they were I'm like what do you I, do with this I thing i just have always used strap locks so i've never really stretched out anything but I guess essentially it would do the same thing, like because you're because it, it, it could like the pressure could, but like because strap locks have the two washers that like sandwich it kind of sandwich it and kind of distribute the force. I I've never stretched out anything. Yeah. Oh, and the other ones that I have are all you know I use the normal strap button. I put a washer on it and then I duct tape it. So I've never had a problem with that. So maybe that's because I either do the proper well you're also not taking it on and off constantly and that's probably what's really actually stretching them out oh okay yeah. going over over that the strap pin part of it like the bigger mm-hmm. part it's probably what's causing all the problems yeah once you set it and for you know forget it essentially is kind of what i do with all my ernie ball straps i do love the idea of getting some like nicer ones because i was contemplating getting couch straps or something cool but i'm like those <laughs> those rug carpet looking ernie balls I love them. <laughs> Either solid colors, because I have like purple one for my purple equits, and then mm-hmm. I have like, you know, a red one for my red strat. I'm a white one for my white guitar. I'm like, I'm keeping it pretty simple, but the Jacquard ones too, when I'm for my fancier guitars, my jazz bass, I got a Jacquard one on there. Because, <laughs> you know, it's my fancier one. You know, I mean, no duct tape on that boy. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to treat yourself. Oh, yeah. Pinky up when you play that bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this one's pretty pretty nice. I'm like, yep, it's American. Jazz I, I don't know bass. if you saw it. it's an it's an Ernie Ball. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah or the double l boye <laughs> double l yeah. uh yeah so went there i mean that was kind of pretty much all i went there for it's just a new strap and then um there was a guy that i spotted and this is kind of where so uh, there's a podcast that, that i listen to uh, that's local to san diego they're not music but some of the guys are in music whatever they're mm-hmm. a comedy podcast they're called the tasteless gentleman and i listen to them and i watch them on youtube mm-hmm. and i'm like oh these guys are hilarious they're funny and i'm like oh and they're in san diego so a lot of the times when they tell stories i'm like i know where that is i know that restaurant or that bar yada yada and one of the guys is a dj by like that's his job you know you go to like a, a club and he's like oh that kind of dj i was like thinking yeah. like radio dj and then i'm like why does he have a podcast because that's pretty much what he does already <laughs> no no he's like a dj like quick 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 kind of thing <laughs> okay i don't like i don't know him from the dj thing but i saw him at guitar center and i've you know never met the guy but i'm like actually a fan of the podcast and like it just happens to be that we're in the same city and i was gonna talk to him but he was definitely looking at like speakers and shit like that and then he ended mm-hmm. up talking to a, a sales associate and i'm like can i be that guy just to butt in there and just say like hey man i'm a fan of your podcast <laughs> and i thought about it and i did think about it a couple times i'm like let me just get my fucking strap and I saw him leave. I'm like, I'm not going to follow him. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. But at the moment, that was like, and I've, t- I've talked to him before. Like, they're super nice. Like, they're pretty good-sized podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I was like, I've talked to him on Instagram and talked to a couple of the guys. And they're all super nice. They're all, like, super stoked people listen. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. even say on the show, it's like, yeah, when I'm at, you know, at the club DJing, don't fucking come up to the booth. Don't ever talk, you know, like, like your enemy if you come up and start yelling at me. It's like, well, I mean, a DJ at a club hates everyone because everyone, everyone <laughs> thinks they know what the next song that should be played is. Yeah, and yeah that yeah. guy has literally <laughs> one job, and that is to yeah. determine what the next song to be <laughs> yeah, played to is. Determine, yeah, and then he's also even said it's like, yeah, but if you're a fan of the podcast, come up. Like, I might even you know, just say hi. I'm like, I I love that. I love meeting like fans of the podcast. But if you're, I'm at a club and I'm DJing, don't come up to me. <laughs> like I don't want to <laughs> shake your hand. I don't want to da 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 da. But if you're in the podcast, I'll fucking probably give you a hug. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny. And I was like, ah, no, I'm not gonna bug him. He's probably out there p- trying to buy something for his rig. And I'm all like, hey, dude, I'm bothering you. <laughs> and so that was my one star. I'm like, eh, if I ever see him again, maybe I'll, I'll hit him up. Nice. So other than that, got got the strap. Got you know. You know, almost said hi to somebody, and then I just like pussied out. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, my thing too. If, I if just anybody... realized that was a ten-minute story of I almost said hi to somebody. <laughs> that is a, the entire. I just bitched, bitched out. I've had people <laughs> who come up to me or like back, you know, when we were really banging with the band and say hi to me and say, "Oh, I know you guys, I know your band." Da, 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 da. Like, I love that. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even when they see me at my shit job, I'm like. They like, I know you. Oh my god, I saw you guys play. I'm like, this is what you do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the band doesn't make me money. <laughs> I'm here at the fucking mall. <laughs> don't, don't don't you love those like I'm a mini celebrity moment that could totally you could either totally douchebag out and let it totally go to your head for a minute, or mm-hmm. you're just like, no, I'm just I'm just a dude, man. Like chill. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know people get that with like, you know, YouTube or whatever when they maybe go somewhere. You know, especially like YouTubers that go to like Nam or whatever. And oh, I've I mean, that. like that's that's the classic. I mean, so our group of friends, Ryan, is clearly yeah, the yeah. most famous out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people are people know Blake's voice, but they didn't really know his face for the longest time. You know, like some of those kind of things. And yeah. so, like, you go around the booths, and everyone's like, "Oh, hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan, here." And I'm just sitting there, like, "I'm here too. Thanks. How are you doing?" <laughs> I've had that. It was cool. Like, uh, I don't know, the uh, guitar geek Andy. Yeah. Like I was at Nutter, and I was kind of talking with uh, Brian Nutter. And then I actually shake, you know, I'm like Andy's hand. I'm like, oh, hey, I actually watch your YouTube channel. Like I'm, you know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And he's been on a couple of their podcasts and da, da, da. he's like, oh, no, I know you, Brian. Like, uh, yeah, I know the tone jerks. I follow you guys. I'm like, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and he, you know, he's, he's a bigger YouTube channel as well. Yeah, we, uh, so Philip Carter was in town this weekend and we were in um, Rock and Roll Vintage. And it, it was also the Fretboard Journals Summit in Chicago this weekend. So, yeah. like, like everyone was going through all the guitar stores. Like, everyone. Um, yeah. So, actually, Rhett Scholl was at CME at the same time I was. Oh, shit. And <laughs> I, I watched his video where he was at CME. And I'm like, am I there? Am, am I in the background? Am I in the background? What's, where <laughs> <Yeah>. am I? Um, <laughs> You're the guy who's in the background staring at the camera. It's like, bro. No, I mean, if anything, it. like, coming up on a story later... There would have been one or two guitars we would have handed him. Be like, "What do you think, man?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rat, Rat, you gotta try this. But like, you're, Phil- you're, you're trying to be conspicuous, yeah. and you're like Kilroy with like leaning over the fence of like, "Oh, what's up?" Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny because like I've bumped into Red Show a few times now, and I still want to do that. All right, which one of us is taller? Like, I just want to figure <laughs> that out once right, and for back, all. Back to back, that'd be a great little like video. Yeah, because like I I've done that to Josh Scott, and Josh Scott is a, is like an inch taller than me. But, Damn. Um, yeah, but uh, so I, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. But it's also so. like, who's got a better post game? <laughs> you know, you know, he's like, I'll just fucking dunk on his ass. <laughs> you don't want to be in the in the paint with me, dude. <laughs> I don't think I can dunk anymore. I think you're I'm, like, I'm not, too fat. Yeah, like, I'm not having your shit out there, Josh. <laughs> well, I was playing volleyball in college. I could dunk. I don't think I can anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just start intimidating you, you should just you should just next name just go wearing like a full like you know uh just just basketball just like chest, you're to chest don't say anything just <laughs> no you, you gotta dress up like you're ready to just hit the court you just need to bring a basketball and just <laughs> <laughs> have someone I, I could be a people of nam i just show up in a lakers like the full lakers outfit like or or what's what's will ferrell's movie uh, uh where he's the basketball player jackie uh, moon sh- I can't remember, but I think uh, you should, you should yeah. go like two thousand early two thousands, like really baggy fit everything, and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck the Nelly like bandage on your eye too, just like fuck, just really be into it. <laughs> yeah, excessive sweatbands everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, so we were going through. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, riff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were at Rock and Roll Vintage, and the guy's like, "How do I know you guys?" And we're like. <laughs> I have a podcast and he's like, maybe yeah. <laughs> like it was one of those kind of, I was almost recognized almost. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he thought I was a pedal builder based on how like Philip and I were going through this stack of just pedals. And I was like, Oh dude, they have a Masferato. Have you seen one of these before? Like, you know, we were doing yeah, that kind of nerd thing, but yeah, nerding out over pedals. I'm like, he must build them. Yeah. That's what he thought. Um, but yeah, they pulled out a whole crate. Of the complete, a milk crate, and it was the complete love tone line. Oh, wow. Some guy just plugged in. And then he's like, oh, you want to see something else cool? And he goes goes in the back, comes out with a the biggest pedal train hard shell case I've ever seen. Inside yeah. is a pedal train Terra. 
Yeah, those guys. Like, the inside, same size. <laughs> and it's the complete old Muton line. Like oh, the shit. giant Mutrons. That's really cool. So this is like my new favorite store in Chicago is this rock and roll vintage. It's like way the hell north, kind of mm-hmm. out, off the beaten path. But it's like stuff just, they're just dripping with stuff. And I'm still thinking about going back and buying something there. Those old Mutrons, the ones that have the power cable attached to it, yeah. right? Those are really cool. I have sworn that my favorite phaser, I've just, I've already called it. It's the easiest one. It's the phase 90 MXR, whatever the block one, the cheapest one. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's my sound. That's my phaser. Yeah, that's all I need. And nothing else has really like done it for me. And then our, our buddy, a uh, friend of a uh, friend of my show, Johnny Ray, Johnny Two Guns, he let me borrow one of those original Mutron phasers. Oh yeah, with an O. And yeah, I like. I'm like, this is so fun, <laughs> so expensive, so ungiggable. But I'm like, this could. This is you know. But this I must is it. have that, it. I must. This have is it. like the sound. I'm like, yeah. I love the sound. I'm like, I can talk myself out of it. But I'm like, wow. Of course, like my sound is like the cheap, you know, your basic bro kind of phaser mm-hmm. or something super old and re- <laughs> like, you know, unobtainium kind of thing. I'm like, of course, of course, that'd be like, yeah, if I was going to get another phaser, that'd be the one I'd get. <laughs> Don't you love like you build out your pedal board with all the cheap crap? Like you're mm-hmm. just you're just trying to have all of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, that, that that's fine. That's fine. I need an original clone now. i must replace it everyone like because that is like at least for me i did the i built out the board and then i slowly started swapping in the good versions yeah and i think particularly um, with drives that's that can be drives and fuzzes that can be an endless journey but mm -hmm. uh yeah that's that's one thing too that is such a major characteristic of a rig is the drive dirt section Oh yeah. Um, I'm more of an overdrive guy. I'm not as much fuzz, but I know people are really into their their fuzz pedals. And so with both of those, you can go the range can be super cheap or very expensive. And you get to like find okay, what is comparable, what's good sound. And I know um shout them out again, but I know Ryan from Sixty Cycle does like the cheap affordable pedals or whatever. Um, which is a great way for people to get into finding a sound. And yeah. then normally, once you find what you kind of like, you're like, oh, I can buy these. They're like Amazon, 30 bucks or whatever. And you're like, okay, this is a sound that I like, but it's not quite doing it for me. So, or you, you can, can get be, the better version. Or you can be that that guy who needs to post constantly, like, diatribes about, like, well, I got it at 25. You guys are just buying the brand at that point. And again, I'm like, <laughs> no, they actually sound different, bro. Like, it's, it's cool. But, like... Mm-hmm. Have fun. Like, I'm, I'm sorry you can't afford it yet, or you're just not there. Like, give it time. Mm-hmm. You're on the journey, man. No one's looking down on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or it's like people like kind of like talk themselves into the gear that they have. It's like, no, this is this is good. I like it. I mean, like, you're yeah. only trying to convince yourself at this point. Yeah. There's that. There's the recency bias person who's like, whatever's <laughs> new is what I have to be in. We call that gear talk, praise, and worship. And <laughs> yes, I uh, snuck my way into that group on Facebook. I love just, I love Larkin. I'm always Larkin. It's it's a and, fun group to watch as long as you don't try to participate. Oh yeah, no, I just watch and I'm like, because I've been a long time Fractal fanboy, you know, for several years now. And I'm like, and then I saw, I'm like, wait, they're into Fractals now? Like no, oh, no, yeah. this was this was a metal thing. This was like you know, <laughs> studio guy, metal guy, 
And then now they're like, this is this is the best sound in the world. This is it sounds like a real amp. It's nothing else compares. Get the FM3. I'm like, oh, I have an X8. Get the FM3. I'm like, oh, I like the X8. Get the FM3. I'm like, okay. Guess what? Sold this. Got the U Audio. I'm like, of course, of course. There's something new and shiny. I'm surprised they haven't jumped on. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm guilty of this, but like that's <laughs> because I like new stuff too. But like, but I don't say to nah. like you didn't sell your Kemper. I can see it in the background, and then I know you're running Quad Cortex, which I'm surprised that hasn't taken off. That's quad the, Cortex? like the, no, because you just couldn't the buy newest one. thing. Okay, they, they've been back ordered for months. They, they, they've been back ordered the entire time. So like, okay. they're get, they're coming up. There's a Quad Cortex praise and worship group. Oh, okay. Um, Scott's calling it. That's going to be the next wave. Is a quad cortex in praise and worship. I think it. I think I mean, so too. I, I, honestly, I've been to so many shows recently where it it's quad cortexes. Mm-hmm. I mean, bear in mind, I saw Polyphia where he's a he's a neural artist, but the opener even was all quad cortexes. Every single person. So yeah, because it's 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 this, and you just show up, mm-hmm. and most of the metal bands and prog stuff you run it off midi clicks anyway so like yeah you, you never need to touch change the your thing. yeah and yeah and i think you know everybody i mean every gear is pretty much comparable like i know i was in that praise and worship i've been in that praise and worship praise and worship group for a while and everybody was singing the praise of hx stomp this is it this is it this is the one hx stomp the helix line why would you get anything else fractal fm fm3 that's the best one helix get out of here <laughs> i like, mean okay. for a long time the hx stomp was one of the best value guitar pedals you could buy from a dollar dollar per feature uh if you're not going to hold your nose at some of like the ho tone stuff oh okay yeah i guess i haven't tried that. sorry hot tone um, hot one <laughs> hot one <laughs> for all, all i'm like i don't know how it is yeah um yeah um so anyways wrapping we, up my what's new yeah philip i was gonna, we're gonna gonna say we're like probably we're, gonna do a podcast he's driving right now still back home to mississippi mm-hmm. it's like 10 plus hours of a drive so but uh him and i will probably do be doing a collab episode here just kind of talk about all the fun things we did between guitar stores and concerts we went to and seeing chicago and some of those kind of fun things so it was a good time yeah that's right and uh in the process i bought a guitar well, moving on. <laughs> You're not going to mention the guitar? I bought a Martin D28. Yeah, <laughs> which is like one of like the acoustics. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went endgame. Um, yeah, yeah I, was, I was in a store. Uh, I was at CME with some buddies, um, and a buddy was buying a guitar that I picked out for him. Uh, and I'm looking at acoustics. I've been kind of curious about like a Gibson Hummingbird. Just some, I'm more of a strummer because I have a grand auditorium, which is great finger picker, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't strum very well. And I'm actually playing acoustic a lot more lately than I have in the past. This is this ju- is me gotta, buying. Got to justify yeah, it. Yeah. This is me, me buying a three thousand dollar <laughs> guitar to for the three times I'll play it at church. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> stupid justification. Um, no, I uh, I was walking through and uh, I, I was off looking at stuff and they pulled one up from the shop. So like they actually opened the box and pulled it out mm-hmm. of the case. Uh, and my buddy just yells Scott from across the, the store. Yeah. Um, and I turn around and out of my mouth is just expletive. It's a burst. Yeah. Like I had no control of myself. I'm like, crap, I'm buying that. I didn't even touch it yet. I just, you don't see burst Martins. Like when, when you see a non-plain Martin, 
pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like special okay, colors, yeah. stuff like they're just so rare and so hard to find. And also it's a, it's a 28, but it also has special binding all over it. Mm-hmm. So it's not plain binding. So you don't have to go to the HD where it get the herringbone stuff. Yeah. It's not herringbone, but it, it does have some like multiply binding. So it's just this gorgeous guitar. It's got some stank on it. Yeah. It's it not does. Just your, so yeah. that's yeah. very, very cool. So uh, I went <laughs> home and grabbed all the guitars I was selling and brought them in, traded them in. And now I have a guitar. Yeah. So I, I, I went down a guitar net, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you trade for it? Or, uh, my Revolta and, uh, an SG. Oh, your Revolta. You were, weren't getting on with that or that already got replaced. Gotcha. By another P ninety guitar with a big with a Duesenberg trim on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might as well if that, you're gonna. That have guitar's the, dead to me now that I have an Equits. Like, <laughs> if you have the Equits, yeah. And yeah, Kevin really knocked it out with that it's guitar. A, it's it's beautiful a, looking guitar. It's a world better guitar. So, I really like that. You know, it's like not to you. We, we've all you and I have already bought them, but I really like what. And you know, it's not like Kevin's like we need to blow more smoke. But I'm like, I love what he's doing. We're two completely different players, completely oh, yeah. different styles, and he has built two guitars that really suit us. And yeah, uh, I love my Rayburn, and it's a one pickup, one volume on off switch with an Evertune guitar. It is. And you were the first Evertune he ever did. I was the first Duesenberg <laughs> he ever did. Yeah. So, and he's, and he knocked it out. He was uh, like, all right. So, um, I think it was an old Gear Slum episode. And he's like, oh, yeah, all you need to build the guitars is like uh, time templates and tools. And then I remember, I think Phil was like, so not technique. He's like, no, I mean, I guess that helps. It's just how humble he is. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's just like an Evertune. He's like, all right, I'll look up the schematics and figure that out and cut it in there. <laughs> when you, I saw pictures of him building mine. So it's like, he, he had to like round it out and hollow and the fit the thing in there. And I'm like, all right, he was able to figure it out. Well, on, on top of that, he is such of this mind where he's just like, yeah, um, I'll just use chisels. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, I was, you know? Yeah. And that is my favorite guitar. And it, it I have a lot of uh, redundancy in my guitars because I have like three other one pickup guitars, humbuckers, you know? And I'm like, ah, well, they're not getting played as much as the Equits. <laughs> <laughs> And then the thing is, they're all destroyed, so I couldn't sell them. <laughs> Nobody would buy them. <laughs> so there's a there's a little bit of that. I mean, I I have one redundant. Yeah, no, I have multiple redundant guitars at this point. But I I try to make sure like I just get the best version of what I'm looking for at this point. That yeah. scratches an itch, and so I love going through all the different ones I have because like I have Les Paul, I have a Jazzmaster, I have Strats, I have a Telecaster, I have hollow body guitars like. It's eclectic is, now and it's fun, which is how you'd want to do it. You want you want each one to stand out and have its own I mean, voice. There's there's you know? dudes who want twenty Les Pauls. <laughs> yeah, there's and that's there's cool. Those, there's those people <laughs> buy thirty Firefly Les Paul copies. Like, <laughs> I, good for you. Yeah, so you can have them, and yeah. more more is better. Yeah. More better. <laughs> Some people really limit themselves by creating a brand off a single single type of guitar, like say a Telecaster, and talking about it. You know. Mm-hmm. really write themselves into a corner there but you know whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no i'm stoked for you that's like i'm like it's, when you, it's i think it's been wonderful started the started the you know the call i you were playing well, i'm just playing i'm like what guitar i'm like oh, it, 
No, just a D28. I'm like, that's like the guitar. <laughs> for and acoustics. I, and that's I, was like, the, I was shopping for a different the guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's rad. I'm stoked for you. I, I, I need people to understand that I did, I did not drop very much money on this actually after all the trade-ins i did i like mm-hmm. it really didn't hit my wallet that hard so no and that, that's rad too which is annoying because that became impulse decision yeah. territory where yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right yeah. oh, i i can justify that i looked at my checking account and was like god oh, there's too much money there i'm i'm gonna make a bad decision <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah that's cool yeah so let's dive into some quick news i think because we are going to gab too much so no, i was going to say we, we I'm like a, a, another what's new probably for both of us or what's been going on breath of the wild dude i've been loving that game yeah man <laughs> on switch i got that and i've been i have been just docking the hours <laughs> i got like 110 hours or whatever wait, wait till you try, start trying to do the trial of the sword oh i need to start that i was like i saw a video on it and i'm like how do i get that going Gonna... Have you bought the expansion? No, I don't have the expansion. Okay, you have, you to, have to have you, it. You have to have the expansion for that. Ah. But like, just burn through the whole game, and once once you beat Ganon, then do, go do the expansion because the expansion doesn't really add to like the game game, other yeah. than that stupid motorcycle thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, actually, go do the do the expansion because you want to get the ancient horse saddle. Okay, because then, then you can you... then you can just wh- hit the whistle and your horse just shows up anywhere. Oh, that's you right. You don't have to do the stupid sable, uh, the sable stuff. <laughs> I love that we're talking about a game that's like five years old. And I'm like, I'm just now experiencing it. I'm like, this is so sick. Well, also, <laughs> I only play Switch when I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah, that was my. I I bought it in like May or whatever because I was doing a a work trip, and I was like, I got it it was a data center where I had to yep. do like testing over like with a three day gap in between it. So I'm just like in Carolina, middle nowhere, Carolina. And yeah. I was like, I, I'm working for my hotel room and that's it. Like this sucks. Like I, I need something to do that doesn't <laughs> yeah. involve going to a bar. Yeah. Um, just dr- drinking all day. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, I got, I'm going to do this and we'll fucking play legend of Zelda. I'm like, man, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've been just kind of doing that. I, I I have been trying to keep that at bay as to not just like it. It's so I easy to get just get lost. Crap like, like I'm going to collect a hundred carrots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, I love it that you're like oh, I'm gonna pick up everything because I'm like I may need that. I'm like, do I need like two hundred apples? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, when you need fifty, that one thing where you need fifty rush rooms. Oh, brutal. Yeah, and then I took that and I'm like, well, challenge accepted. Let's go. <laughs> And then you turn the Seeker slate on and you're just like walking everywhere. Be like, it beeped. It beeped. Where's it coming from? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that, that's for me. I'm like, I've been ongoing that. And I've been talking to a couple of friends and they're all like, man, that's one of the best games, dude. <laughs> it is. It just needed, it needed to have training wheels for a little bit longer at the beginning of it. Well, yeah. At some parts, I'm not going to lie. I did kind of YouTube video it. I'm oh, like, yeah. how do I get out of here? <laughs> how do I get these dragon parts? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, I've been talking with a buddy, Andrew Walsh, about it. He's like, yes, it's good. <laughs> and then even a coworker of mine, I can, we don't relate, or we don't talk a lot of other things outside of work. And I'm like, so, you like Zelda, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, Breath of the Wild, dude. I've been getting into it. And he's like, he opened up. He's like, oh, my God, I love that game. <laughs> we just started, yeah. like, talking about it. I'm like, so now he checks. I'm like, how's Breath of the Wild going? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, it's sick. Well, there was that, like, I finished the initial story and then I was like, all right, well, I've never played Majora's Mask. And that's yeah. on the online thing. So I started playing Majora's Mask and I was like, mm, nah, Breath of the Wild has spoiled me. I'm going back to Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, that's why I kind of, I started with that and that's my first Zelda game. And I kind of hope that it doesn't spoil me for all the other ones. Because I do want to play A Link to the Past, which is SNES. I want to play, um, what is it? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time was, I remember being very fun. I played that on 64 back in the day. So yeah, I played, oh, do you want to go? But I played Twilight Princess in college, if I remember right, too, on the on the Wii. 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 Yeah, was that good? I remember enjoying it. I was like a sophomore. Was I a sophomore? I was a junior in college when I was playing that. Yeah, so I'm kind of like yeah with with the Switch, or I guess I do have the expansion pass thing or whatever it is, the online thing. Yeah, but that's N64 stuff only. So or so, any yeah, stuff too. Oh yeah, Link to Pass is on there. SNES, yeah. Yeah. I played so it was, on Game Boy, like when I was a wee little kid. Mm-hmm. So I've been like, okay, I want to finish Breath of the Wild and then I want to jump back and like see if I can do SNES games after that. <laughs> but anyways, I know you try, try not to make, make it a make it a music podcast, but I was like, I, we had to yeah. talk about Breath of the Wild a little bit. Well, um, <laughs> let's just burn through some of this because honestly, half of this is just rumors that's going on. There's not a lot of really cool news this week. I'll just be blunt with you. Yeah. Um, but the topic will be fun because everyone needs to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Muse's Matt Bellamy is allegedly working on a new fuzz pedal. Um, he's saying that it will make more of the features accessible. Uh, and things he's talking about is uh, what he's describing is basically a parametric EQ to make it a little more focused, which would be pretty dope because, I mean, Matt Bellamy is Mr. Fuzz Factory. So having yeah. something that can do his cool fuzz sounds that's a little more controllable, I, mm-hmm. I'm in for it. Um, and he's been killing it with that whole Manson Guitar Works, making some pretty affordable stuff. So, Yeah, Fuzz Factory was always a fuzz pedal I wanted to, to try, but it's like it has so many knobs that it can... It's scary. You can't... Yeah. <laughs> and so like, all right, I'm already like not a, a huge fuzz guy anyways, but I'm like, is that going to... you know? push me away further so that's always scared me but i do like the sounds that i hear people get out of them like a buddy of mine he has one of them and i'm like he's plays pop punk and i'm like do you get use out of this thing or is it uh he's like not really i like having it but mm-hmm. i don't really play it <laughs> because he's like i can't really i get video game sounds out of it sometimes like 8-bit kind of and i'm like <laughs> he's like but nothing usable i like having it though so. he's yeah. like but you should buy one <laughs> it's it's like one of those home pedals where it's like this will make weird stuff happen but don't try to do this in front of people because you will embarrass yourself <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you're at home playing i'm like this sounds yeah. awesome you get on on stage damn <laughs> um another rumor that has actually been confirmed it's coming out on tuesday uh noel gallagher is having his first official gibson signature with an es355 um <laughs> I can't really tell what's necessarily signature about it, but yeah, they have confirmed so, it's going to be 200 pieces and priced at 4,300. Yeah. That's a good, good amount of money. Oh, it's, it's a spruce top instead of maple. Oh, and it's a, I guess, a, uh, a hand rub finish instead of a, probably a spray on. That's 
cool, right? I mean, yeah. what would uh, I guess the characteristics of spruce over maple maple be? I mean, it, it's a it's a three fifty five. The body wood doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. I mean, I would think it would matter more than like a strat, right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm not the tonewood doesn't matter at all kind of group of people. I'm also yeah. not a, oh, rosewood has a darker tone than maple fretboards kind of a guy. So <laughs> there's a healthy medium between those two. I'm definitely one of the people that think, like, it, it's snappier yeah. <laughs> for maple you know, fret, uh, fretboard. I don't think it matters that much. But for me, I'm like, in my in my head, I'm like, yeah, I could believe that. So that's why I, th- I think sometimes like body woods, like that could change things, right? Yeah. I would I would assume it would matter way more on a hollow body as opposed to like a solid body guitar. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah, and then I would think too, right? Hollow bodies are going to sound or semi hollow bodies are going to sound some different of, than some of the sympathetic resonance that happens in the body of a guitar does find its way into the pickup depending on the type of pickup. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, and it also just affect the feel of the guitar while you're playing it, which will in turn affect how you play. So there's an impact. I'm not going to say there's nothing. Um, But if this is what's been holding you back from buying a 355 was the maple top, but the spruce, like, (laughs) come on, man. And then, yeah. And then also like, yeah, I really need to sound like Noel Gallagher. Yeah. Like (laughs) no offense. I, I, I loved Oasis growing up, but his tone was nothing unique or special in my memory. Yeah, to write home about. And I mean, it's funny because this is his first signature Gibson. And I'm like, he's had signature. Ge- oh, those were Epiphones. So like, that's kind of like, fu- like he always had cheaper guitars. So like, it's funny that he's playing a more expensive one now. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> so his, I kind of look. His, yeah. He's looking haggard these days, man. <laughs> That time will do that to some that, that, that launching photo that he posted of himself just looks like old man in tracksuit like woof. yeah he's... <laughs> it's kind yeah. of bixby he's a you know that wonder wall really got to him <laughs> he yo he hit a wonder wall boom got him. oh yeah <laughs> got his ass <laughs> <laughs> His uh his solo project actually was pretty decent too. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Noel Gallagher's <laughs> High Flying Birds. He did an mm-hmm. album too there. Pretty pretty decent. It, I mean, like if you liked Oasis, it's it's Oasis again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in all, uh, related news, uh, Gibson Caesar, I Goki, Gaikian. I can never remember how to pronounce his last name. The CEO uh, or president of um, Gibson mm-hmm. also teased that there's going to be a Noel Gallagher signature Epiphone Rivera. Okay. Um, which I don't really know. I mean, he, he again, I, I remember him with, with more of an Epiphone sound, but that's just whatever. Um, and I think it's full-size humbuckers is one of the features on that one. But um, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. So no Gallagher fans rejoice. 2006 or 1996 has finally come about for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, the time has come. Don't look back in anger. <laughs> it's coming like a champagne supernova. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, there you go. I like it. 
How many how many other Oasis hits can I drop into? Uh, I really only knew Wonderwall, and then you said the Supernova. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I have a friend who started a, a punk band, and they named themselves Definitely Maybe. And <laughs> they at their first gig, I kept just shouting out Oasis songs at them to like mess with them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, and at, like at the end, I was like, man, that's the worst Oasis cover band I've ever heard. <laughs> They didn't play a damn song. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> it was a free gig. I didn't get away. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, and other guitars none of us are going to buy. Uh, Fender Japan has launched three new signature models for the J-Rock Group Scandal. These are kind of cool, but they're going to be Japan only, which is kind of sad. So mm-hmm. first being a dual humbucker Telecaster with a like flat white finish but with silver binding and it's got the uh tunematic style bridge so it's kind of like a troublemaker telly in just a very like white finish and it's got a matching headstock and i absolutely love it um the other one is a stratocaster that comes in it's also a dual humbucker body mounted so there's no pick guard and um two-point trim and it's got like kind of like a cream finish with a matching headstock it, it you almost i wouldn't i'd forgive you if you looked at it and said that was an ibanez az just looking yeah good. or like a charvel like just passing it yeah no charvel for sure um and then the last one is they actually have a, a j base um that has uh j base things I don't know. It's orange. Mm-hmm. I can't recognize base things. I, I'm not a base guy. But it, it's cool because this is finally, um, you know, I, I've loved to call out Fender on that dumb comment he made, one of their presidents made a long time ago of saying, we're going to have more female signature artists this year than our entire history. And that only required them to come out with two signature yeah. guitars. <laughs> this is three female signature guitars all in a row. I know you're so. not an anime fan, but the band Scandal mm-hmm. has opened or has uh, they have made opening songs for or that were used in like Full Metal Alchemist, and then also uh, let's see, yeah, oh so that's God. a How, yeah, big that's I, a big bigger one. I should have connected that in your presence here, man. Like Mr. Yeah. Anime himself, just mm-hmm. been so yeah. It's it's a lot of bands and you know they can kind of like their songs will just blow up if they're like an opening or a closing of an anime mm-hmm. so we were like if it if it slaps you were like i'm watching like no don't skip the the, the you know the opening credits for on like netflix or whatever like, you want to skip them like no you better not because <laughs> yeah. they'll also make uh animations that go with the you know the song or whatever so mm-hmm. they can just like really go together so sometimes like they'll pick a song and then you know use it for an opening or they'll contract bands like hey can you make an opening for this anime coming out so i I don't know which way it was but i just kind of checked out there i'm like okay the band you know full metal alchemist that's a big one bleach big you know i was gonna say you've watched watched that one haven't you uh for full metal alchemist yes one of my favorites so i'm like hmm I just have to remember what song they do. So anyways, a little tidbit there. Yeah. Uh, in other Fender news um, of other guitars, no one in the listens to the podcast is going to buy. I'm being salty here, but these are all like unavailable <laughs> things. Uh, the custom shop has, avail- has unveiled the limited edition Jerry Garcia Alligator Stratocaster from yeah. Master Builder Austin McNutt. McNutt. Son- 
<laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a Patreon supporter of yours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's got it. It it's a strat with a weird bridge in yeah. natural with stickers on it. <laughs> we we went over that on our 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 news segment on our podcast, and the only thing I was focused on is the guy's name McNutt. <laughs> I heard it in my head. I'm like, he's going to say, please say it, please say it. He can't can't not say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know any Grateful Dead songs. I, I if I had to go get a new fake ID, uh-huh. <laughs> it would be McNutt. <laughs> uh, yeah. How, how much is this thing? I don't know too much. <laughs> $20,000. It doesn't I got to click on it again. Doesn't it have a sticker? Yeah, it's got stickers on it and shit. Yeah, it looks like it has like uh kind of like oh, a Fender jazz bass. Has a metal plate for the control knobs. It's got that for the strat. I'm like that's kind of weird. Hmm? Yeah. But $20,000. Who's going to Grateful I feel like if you're, yeah, this, if you're is, this great- is peak. Let's take advantage of boomers and uh, you know. Well, if you're a Grateful Dead fan, you're gonna want to buy drugs, right? Or there's some well, very rich Grateful Dead fans. Yeah. Some of those hippies really hit it big, man. <laughs> they, they like fell into money, and they're like, "Yeah, actually, that worked out." Well, it's like uh, <laughs> the funny one of uh, I was watching Trial the Chicago Seven. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys in there is like one of the, like the the hippiest of the hippie guys, yeah. And then I'm I'm, I'm like my parents are like I still can't forget that that was that guy. And I was like, what else did he do? And he's like, oh, he was one of the key investors in Apple. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, he invested in some fruit company. Yeah. <laughs> he said he don't have to work no more. <laughs> we don't have to worry about. No, it's like we don't have to worry about money no more, which is good. One last thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Gump is a millionaire and he's just an idiot. <laughs> I, think you know, that I don't is, think I've ever watched that movie straight through. It is. I think I've seen I've heard, the entire movie. I've heard people hate it, but I love it that it's just, and they're like, somebody says, this is not realistic at all. Like they hang up on certain things too. It's like, oh, it's how did he run for so long? So he's just running and never sleeps and he just like shits himself. How does that work? I'm like, no, they explain it in the movie. He sleeps when he's tired and he eats when he's hungry, goes to the bathroom. When I had to go, I went. <laughs> and they're like, anyways, this movie's unbelievable. I'm like, well, yes, it should be. It's a story. Not all movies are like, do you think there's an actual Spider Man swinging around New York? That's not real, by the way. <laughs> what? There's not Spider Men? <laughs> I thought I but, could be one. But I saw that movie. There's three of them. It was crazy. So you just you just let every spider bite you. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna happen one day. <laughs> Only when I'm near the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh moving on. Uh Ryan Flush Fluff Bruce has uh unveiled a signature Fishman Fluence custom pickup. That was a mouthful, but yes. I wanna try it. <laughs> I I want to try it. I really like riffs, riffs, beards, and gear. I've yep. watched that for a long time. And this, this guy knows how to sound good. The Fishman fluences have been just everyone that plays it. I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. I want one. Yeah, my one criticism about it is 
Ryan Fluff Bruce, his riffs, you know, that channel, a lot of his guitars all sound the same. All yeah. his distortions and stuff like that, all they sound good, but they all sound the same. I'm like, how much are what are you doing? Like, like how much post processing are you doing? So oh, it makes me think it's, like, it's, it's half of it's his signal chain and his gating and compression, yeah. right? But yeah, and then he always like shows his clean tone, which I'm like, that is not clean. It sounds actually farty. And how do you get crunch tones <laughs> that sound farty? <laughs> So, as much as I like criticize, I'm like a lot of his tones all sound alike, alike. And I'm like, how can he make like a Fender with a you know Invader sound like a Gibson Standard with like burst buckers? I'm like that all sounds the same. Is it because he's using so much gain? I don't well, know. Part of it's just how hot the Invader is, but yeah. But it still sounds like his Gibsons, which have a lower, more PAF sound. Hmm. And then also he's playing like here's my Mesa. Here's my 5150. Here's my, uh, you know, JCM, you know, or, you know, you know, Marshall. Here's my, da, da, da. I'm like, they all sound exactly the same. Look, right. <laughs> let's just be, let's just be honest with our audience for a minute. All metal sounds exactly the same and we could all do it if we just tried. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it all sounds great. I can, think of, I can think of at least three people I know that listen to our show that are just like twitching in their seats when I said something like that. But and if they know that I play punk, it's like punk sounds the same. And Avril Lavigne sounds like Blink. I, I, I am the most praise and worship guitar player that ever praised and worshipped. So like, yeah, yeah just dumb it down. I'm like, <laughs> good Charlotte's just as punk as Green Day or whatever. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, the thing is, I like both those bands. You know what? But Good Charlotte slapped, man. I did listen to Young and the Hopeless the other day. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god, this is great. Though, in fairness, See it on TV. In fairness, they're way more um, Fall Out Boy than they are Green Day. But yeah, yeah, no, it's. I'm like, <laughs> I actually like. I'm like, listen to. It, I'm like, this is whole. This holds up. And so, I'm like, all these bands are like. Oh, records actually, that they put out are so old. Question now. for you. At, since you grew up in San Diego of that era, mm -hmm. d does your whole like town just play like three degrees of separation from like Blink-182? Yeah. And everybody's okay. like, and I think Tom's the only one that still lives in San Diego. Or that, you know, I think he was the only one that's like from San Diego. I think Mark was LA. Yeah, we, then, ha we have that with Fall Out Boy up here. And then, oh, Fallout Boy, do you have Chicago Alkaline Suburbs. Trio? Yeah, huh? What about Alkaline Trio? People, so Alkaline Trio was more like the people who actually like pop, pop punk, not like, mm -hmm. oh, I like pop music people. Oh, no, but yeah, uh, Fallout Boy is gigantic. They're huge. They're huge so thing. big, but like everyone just played the, oh, I, yeah, I know somebody that's cousins with the guy from Fallout Boy. Like that's like every single person <laughs> in the Chicago suburbs of like my yeah. age group. And it was always like, you hear somebody's telling a story, and I'm like, I don't think that is real at all. <laughs> I don't believe you, but I'm gonna let you finish. Like you're yeah, just that in your didn't head. happen. Like, uh, Blink, their self-titled one, uh, their album, they recorded in a house, like they mm -hmm. rented out a house in San Diego, and they just like for months because they were just trying to write and record an album instead of going into a studio with ideas. They had no ideas. And it ended up taking like a year and a half to do this fucking thing. I believe so, that. But it took months. And then like the family's like, we want to move back into our house, please. 
But like somebody I knew at a show was talking about, I don't think they were even a friend. I don't remember. I can't put a face to it. Not that I'm like holding back their name or anything. I'd shout them out if I could. You're a bullshitter. Um, they would say like, yeah, you know, there was a time where we were hanging out at the house that they were recording. You know, we were like 14 years old and then they were like smoking weed, smoking us out. And there was like a point where Mark and Tom were just giving us money. And I'm like, like giving it like whoever had more hundreds would just give. I'm like, that makes that sounds like oh yeah, my dad stopped an asteroid, and then you know <laughs> pulled a cruise liner you know, like back to shore and tied her up. <laughs> like it sounds like you just made all that up. <laughs> like they're just I, talking. I, I believe the they got smoked out part of it. I don't like and everything well, else is imagined from there on out. No, I don't think any of that because who like they're oh, I, I, like, I didn't, adults. I, I didn't say they got that blink smoked them out. I just believe that, that they just got high they, oh, and then they, they were imagined just, the rest of the story. They were high playing GameCube. They, like, oh, they were watching we just... Speed Two and they thought that was Blink One Eighty Two. They're just in their minds. They made that up, or this yeah. guy's just a habitual liar. It's just like you're just making shit up. But yeah, no, there's a lot of that for Blink in San Diego. Nice. Anyways. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, Fluff Bruce's stuff. You know, I I, do, there, there's mm-hmm. something new coming out that I could see you being into. That Ernie Ball has launched a new limited edition short scale Stingray when five new finishes. I, are, are you a short scale base guy? Or are you, you got to you got to play full, full, okay. full scale. Um, I've played the smaller ones and I... It looks like I have like a, a toy in my hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> and are the bodies on them smaller too? Yeah. Okay. I think they're pretty cool. And um, if you're a short scale guy, I know there's a lot of guitarists who like because I short scale. I, yeah. Love love short scale. And I'm like for me, I'm like it just um, I like the full length of it. And uh, like same thing. I'm like, uh, all right. I think we talked about on a, on the pre episode. I'm like, I don't like when the strings get too floppy and shit everywhere. And like, definitely the oh, like short two... scale is just flop, 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 flop yeah. all day. Anyway. And you're right. like, I like a lot of tension on my strings. And yeah, I could see myself not liking that. And then short scale, like I don't have a problem, even though I got, you know, I got really little hands, little fingers. I don't have a problem playing, you know, a full scale bass. Cause that's what I learned on. And I was like, you know, 14 and Yeah. I think they're cool. I like the colors. I am not a I, not a bad thing to say about Ernie Ball bases. I want one. Do I need one? Absolutely not. Do I want I one? Mean, Absolutely yes. <laughs> I, I associate Stingrays with two things. For whatever reason, I associate them with Flea, even though he was not really ever that much of a Stingray guy. He had he a good run, for point. sure. Yeah. Um, but I associate them with Punk. Yeah. Very heavily with Punk. I'm trying definitely to, like, uh, M- MXPX. Yeah. MXPX. Um, yeah. And then they're like a lot of the fat records bands. So like lag wagon and it, it's weird. Cause you barely hear like to me, like a stingray sound is that humbucker and mm-hmm. everything just, you know, I bear, I rarely hear that on punk records. Cause most people record with like a P bass mm-hmm. or a jazz bass and then they'll play out. Like I think a lot of the earlier MXPX stuff, he was recording with a P bass, but he would play out with the Stingray. You mean like how everyone records with a Les Paul, and then they bring whatever they do live? 
Yeah, and then yeah, it's like uh, like like Blink One Eighty Two. He never played out recorded with his strats because it's like this is like a terrible guitar for the studio. We're gonna use like well, it it came out after after Enema of the State, mm-hmm. but even yeah, and on then, then he did up. the soul did the did self titled. He was already on the Gibson. Yeah, and that, then that for most of the, that he was playing, yeah, yeah, he mainly used like Les Pauls. So like standards or like juniors and tellies for, you know, take off your pants and jacket and even the self-titled. Mm-hmm. And then he would use an ES-333, but not his signature one yet. And so it's like, yeah, you know, what you use in the studio versus what you use live. But you can listen to like uh, Animal of the State. I think half that record was recorded with a Stingray and half of it was recorded with a P-Bass. And you can hear this distinct Stingray sound on certain songs. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it, I I definitely think of like it's a punk sound, which I'm sure they never planned on that. I think because it just has such a bite to it. It yeah. can have a lot of low end, but also that high end is really there. Because if you think about like a bridge pickup for your guitar, but in a bass, total totally works. And so I don't have any guitars with a bridge humbucker or any basses. And so I'm like, ah, maybe I should get one. Have you ever thought of like know. a Fender Dimension? Yeah, or even like the Fender Deluxe P basses that uh, they oh, either yeah, had a jazz bass uh, pickup in the bridge, or they some of them had a humbucker too. So P bass and a humbucker. I'm like, all right, I like that. <laughs> but I know the dimensions that were out. Maybe like was it 2014 or something like that? It was a little while ago. They didn't stick around too long. I don't think they caught on very very well. It's so hard for, especially in Fender basses, like even like the Jaguar bass has a hard time like staying in the lineup. It's like they have the, the big two and they're like, J all right. And then a PJ. Yep. And I, <laughs> I think it was an older guitar nerds one. They were when they were like announcing the news for like the, I think the, I think it was the dimension, but they were, and then like shortly after that, Ernie Ball released their bass. I think the Cutlass bass that was like a P setup. They made a pickup. Cutlass bass too, because the, the so, Cutlass is a guitar as well. Like I don't remember if that was that's what it was called. What it was called, but it was like it wasn't a Stingray, but it had um, P, you know, split P kind of pickups. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, they're really just coming at like, hey, we're coming at P bass now. Fender, if you want to come in our territory with your dimension, all right. There's room for us. And a lot of people played that. Like, that caught on. Like, the, you know, Ernie Ball version of the P-Bass. I mean, because Ernie Ball is such a precision-made instrument at the high end. Their stuff is just so well done. Yeah, and especially... is is better than Fender's build quality at that price range and what's going on. Because Fender Mm -hmm. goes more into the mojo and the master-built stuff at a certain point. They don't Mm -hmm. go up into the, the absolute precision build kind of yeah. stuff that Ernie Ball, Soar, you know, a few mm-hmm. of those other brands do. And that's that's when you want to get into that, you go to those other brands, you know? Yeah. It's like once you do Ernie Ball, like the Ernie Ball, not like yeah. the what, Sterling or whatever, like that's when it's like they, they do the cheaper Sterlings and they, or they do like the high-end good standard Ernie Ball. And then yeah. you're like, okay. And then there's yeah. like the Ball Family Reserve models and all that stuff. That that's when you get, insane. yeah, the, the crazy finishes and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely so, like Ernie well, Ball. 
Speaking of crazy and insane, um, Mike Fuller was in the news again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, being outed on his retirement. Um, I don't think we need to hash out too much of um, the full tone. Everyone hates full tone, yada, yada, yada. There will be plenty of that in Facebook groups for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. So I, it's important. I think a lot of people are being very hyperbolic about a lot of interpreting this. It's clear he's shutting down his California operations. Mm-hmm. Doesn't appear that full tone itself is actually shutting down. Um, it's just yeah. changing. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I would say you could, this could be something like what Brian Wampler did where mm-hmm. Wampler shut down the Indiana operations and yeah. moved into a builder and a distributor that way. And Brian is still very active in the project and designing and things like that. Um, could be something like that. Um, there's been theorizing of he might just hand build custom orders for a little while and let the market dry up. So all his stuff's worth a lot Yeah, and pull Bill Finnegan where he just makes a clone once in a while. And yeah, when he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or we could see MXR making the OCD mini and you know, <laughs> that would be, I it owned it an OCD and it was okay. It was fine. I sold it. I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's okay. But if they made if MXR made an OCD mini, I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. I do want like what the King of Tone one that they're doing, the little mini guy. And I then mean, they make the Timmy, and I'm like, yeah. I want both of those. Do I need either one? No, but I want them. I mean, the funny part with both of them is you can get a real Timmy or a real Prince of Tone new for cheaper than. But they're what the minis, minis are Scott. <laughs> they're <XR>. minis. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mini guy. I love yeah. collecting them. So. Things we've seen happen in this week. Um, every every full tone product sold out everywhere. Yeah. Flippers are jacking prices up. Well, that is uh, somebody had that take, which I like a lot. I think it's hilarious. Whether you like full tone or dislike the guy or whatever. Yeah. Like the takes on him sometimes can be funny. Like where somebody's like saying, I, you, can, you already can tell. I, I can't remember what group it was. Like you could tell. All the people are going to start just jacking up the prices of their shit. Like full tone pedals. You bought that for a hundred bucks. And then now you're going to try and sell it for $600. It's like, no, I'm holding strong because I know what I got, bro. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) Two weeks ago, you could have sold that for 80 bucks. Yeah. I sold my for $80. But it's also not like, I I will use the clone example of the the clone market blew up over clones at a certain point because you just couldn't get a clone. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. The clone market has already blown up over OCDs because people <laughs> yeah. didn't want to buy a real OCD and admit it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's tons of fakes already out there. The market's fine if you want that sound. Um, what I found interesting was, um, you know, there was talks of this is not a profitable company. He had a falling out with Reverb. He had a falling out with Guitar Center. Yeah. Um, and so in all likelihood, sales on the OCD, on full tone stuff has probably dropped off substantially over the last couple of years. Yeah. And he's at a point now where he can't do anything. And some people would blame his personality. Mm-hmm. I would also just blame nothing new has actually come out. I was going to say the same thing. Like I, I know everybody would want to harp on like the guy himself of like, Oh, he's not the best of it. Let alone, you know, some, you know, whatever he's he's not just known for one negative yeah. experience or one comment or whatever yeah multiple ones and people are like well this guy's a dickhead and then you know the way the 
you know guitar is now it's like you if you wanted to be you can be super picky mm-hmm. about stuff and then i have a friend who like he plays guitar and, and music and bands and records and stuff like that he doesn't follow any of this guitar gear stuff mm-hmm. so i'm like he loves his full drive too he's like yeah i've had it for you know you know eight years it play it sounds like punk john I, I, john I, I Mary used to play one and at some point one will probably show up on John Mayer's board again and uh-huh. the market will go insane. Yeah. Cause that's, it's, <laughs> that's the way things are. And so he's like, he has no idea. I'm like, Oh, this, he doesn't have, he has no idea about any of the controversy with that guy. He doesn't care. Cause he's like, this is a guitar pedal. And I turn that on and I get a distortion sound because the light comes on when I step yeah. on that thing. His identity Anyways, is not yeah. in the brands that are on his pedal. Board. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just plays. Yeah. Um, but, and then I was thinking too, it's like, you could think that like, oh, you know, that's why, you know, he, he, you know, he's not getting business. But I also think he wasn't super like there's no innovation, nothing new, like you said, yeah. in his stuff, which like he did stick to a lot of like old school stuff. It's like, but some of the stuff was like priced out of anybody could try it. Like well, he did he, that he also, tube tape echo thing. He also insisted on everything's made in the USA and didn't adopt foreign foreign building which is the way like the jhs3 series and number of those kind of things can afford to be what they are yeah i i don't want to call him a bad businessman because he ran a business for 30 years or something like that yeah like he's a good businessman for that reason but at, at a certain point business models need to change or they can't continue to exist yeah and especially operating out of california that's yeah. got to be expensive well so and also could. it's a good it's a good time to cash in your chips and go yeah, the property he probably bought for three hundred thousand dollars is like two point five million now. You know, like yeah, you could sell that and yeah. then he is you know, um, yeah. yeah, 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 sell that and then if you wanted to keep it going, open up a factory. Still, if you wanted to do U.S. somewhere else, like in a different state. Yeah, and also go into a distributor model, something like what Wampler does. Yeah, takes a lot of things off your plate. Yeah, you don't get as big of a cut anymore, but. Mm-hmm. You also get to sleep at night, yeah, and get to do other things. So it, it's a, it. I can see that being more of a. I'm going to call it a retirement plan, mm-hmm. because no company gets to just cease to exist. Well, right, like um, closing down a business. There are different ways of doing it. There is a cost to close a business, which most people don't think about, right? Yeah. Um. They, so most businesses, as they ramp down, actually tend to lose money. Um, Mm -hmm. because you're trying to, if you're trying to end a business, well, your other option is often you sell the business and its assets and someone else takes it on and there's hiccups in the transition period. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, realistically full tone could have been bought and is worth money. Mm -hmm. His IP and everything's worth money. I think an MXR would buy it in a heartbeat, a Dunlop. Yeah. One of those kind of brands. I could totally see that happening. Um, and so if he wanted to fully cash out, that's what would be happening right now. And that mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be what it is. I think he's yeah. going to hold on to the brand and keep making stuff. Yeah. Just in whatever, time. whatever fashion or whatever. And then there's still people who want to buy it and to not say like, Oh, you know, to disparage and say, Oh, he made only shit. All this stuff sucks. I'm like, but the thing is no, he did. all the stuff that a lot of the stuff that he made, like you can get elsewhere, not just like clones of it, but I'm like drive pedals again, like we said, spoke about I, I don't know if it was patreon or whatever but it's like drive pedals have a voice of their own and you gravitate toward whatever you like there's mm-hmm. so many out there same thing with fuzz and that's a lot of what he did he made a trim 
I think. And then mostly boosts, uh, drives, and fuzzes. Like I said, he did make well, that it, tube tape thing. The Deja Vibe is another one worth mentioning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. One of the few photo cell and then, vibes. Yeah, and then that was kind of it. I think he had a wall too, but there wasn't too much. It's Which, like a lot of the stuff that you could get somewhere else. But also for like a four-man operation, that's yeah. a pretty good lineup. I hate to mm -hmm. say it like that, but at the same time, like, you know, stuff runs out. Popularity yeah. burns out. And, and like, they never did the, they never scaled back to the point that like supply, they, they did the dealer distribution thing. So like they built mm -hmm. a ton of them, they sat on shelves. Yeah. That was the model they did. They're not doing, um, the natural comparison right now would be analog man and what Mike Pierre is doing, right? Where they're building them to order pretty much everything they do yeah. and there's a backlog mm -hmm. like mike piera can shut down tomorrow and it really won't ruin anybody but there'll be a ton of people complaining i've been on this wait list for three years and i still don't get my king of tone mm -hmm. and how does mike mike pierre is getting about the same age when does he retire yeah and this is unprecedented like leo fender retired by selling the company yeah. Sort of. Well, he, he, he sold Fender when he had medical issues and then did GNL and he did stuff with Music Man and Ernie Ball. Mm -hmm. Like he kept working, but he sold Fender and Fender kept on. Like he sold the brand and, and stepped away. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Gibson's been in multiple hands and has been around since whenever. Martin Guitar has been around since like 1840 something. Yeah. In family well, hands. So, like, yeah. Well, I think with also some of these brands of like, pedal builders and stuff like that you you kind of know the person a little bit more whether mm -hmm. that's good or bad and especially when they're small like that yeah and then even nowadays with you know brands that are smaller starting up and they're starting 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 to blow up yeah i can't talk um it's like you for good or bad you get to know the people and sometimes that works really well for the brand like jhs people like they think like oh josh scott's my boy because i watch his youtube channel he's a personality he is a an influencer yeah. and also he has a fucking uh, pedal company and so most people are like i like josh scott he's cool i'm going to buy a josh scott thing a jhs thing at the same time like, he had to grow out of uh the controversy that comes up every six months too yeah and he's actually i think done really well with that he kind of addresses yes. it and he kind of moves on he's kind of almost like how i have a copy and paste response of how i'm going to deal with this well this person throws this at me well i can do that like he's yeah. a pretty good personality i don't even really watch his channel that much but i pop in every, every once in a while and i'm like yeah, yeah i like what he's doing he and actually same thing. today this is monday we're recording he did a live stream talking about the full tone thing and talking about the significant the significance of full tone in its time Mm -hmm. And of that era of what he classifies, of, he's, he's classified different eras of pedal development mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, full tone is a part of the history books, whether you like it or not and whether you hate this guy. Yeah. Um, and I would not say he really got canceled, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could have been part of it, but too, I think just there's not a lot of new players that are going to jump to a full tone. Yeah. They're going to jump to whatever's hot, which a lot of it's going to be a JHS thing. It's going to be something like maybe a super small company like 1981. Yeah. The guy makes a really cool pedal, a one pedal. That's all he does. Mm -hmm. And Or they're going to like, oh, fuzz. I can get some cool fuzz from, I don't know, Daredevil pedals. 
that mm-hmm. guy actually that's an awesome company too and but and you know that's a smaller operation but he's doing yeah. it um i mean i'm i'm often talking about how much i love love pedal products mm-hmm. that's a one-man operation one two-man operation and it it went on hold for a while when he was going through his marriage falling apart so yeah. like you know when you're a single person drive company you there's just so many more hiccups that can stall and affect things mm-hmm. and then you know the the bad thing about having like a, such a face and a person to your company is if they don't if people don't like you then that's your company that they don't like yeah whereas like the the positive thing for jhs for example is like i like that guy i'm like his company i'm gonna buy that it's like that guy i don't like the cut of his jib fuck him i'm not buying any of his stuff so i could go you got i that mean little don't, rope get, that you're don't get me wrong i will not I will not critique the products of a, a company, but I will also say I'll never buy anything from like Vertex because I can't stand Mason for many yeah. reasons. Yeah, I, I remember his whole controversy, which is like, that's nuts. <laughs> but also he's, you know, trying to make a YouTube name for himself, social media name for himself. Yeah, I'm not buying any of it. But, you know, it's, it's <laughs> we, fine. We don't need to sit and talk on air how much I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> talk about this. some guy I don't like. Fuck you. But, I mean, there's also, there's builders, and I, I these guys I will not name, but, like, um, you know, I disagree with them politically or things they post on Facebook and stuff like that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I also have finally got to the point where, like, I can disagree with somebody and still like them. So, mm-hmm. um I still use their products and I still like, I, I still like the guy. I know he's a good guy. I just disagree with him on something and that's okay. Yeah. And then, so. yeah, even with that too, not to like dig into the guy too much, but I'm like, I, there's people love the hell out of the full tone pedals and stuff that has come out. And I liked them, you know, I really, really loved my full drive two, my full tone, full drive two. I loved that. It was so mm-hmm. awesome. After it was modded by JHS, <laughs> <laughs> so it took a mod for that to to boost that pedal up to where it was more usable for me, and not to even just like you know callback. I'm like to JHS, but I'm like this was before JHS was like I even knew who it was a guy, you know. And obviously yeah. he's got a whole company, but I'm like where they used to do the mods, you know. And well, I bought it from JHS. And let's also be clear: the minute full drive, the full tone is closed, JHS will probably have a full drive model. <laughs> Yeah, or even an OCD. Yeah, I if he if he did that, that'd be like you bastard. But also like, well, you you know the respect. minute you, the minute Bill Finnegan finally hangs it up, the JHS Klon comes back. Yeah, and then you know with with all that, I mean, I'm sure there are yeah you know, people who can you know make more. I mean, there's the Fuzz Rocious has the OC Demon. Or the yeah. demon pedal, I think. I think it was originally called OC Demon, and then he was getting too like getting too hot, so it's like he just calls it the demon now, which is like that's a little too on the nose there. <laughs> so he calls it demon. I mean, now. It, I'm like, all right. Oh. He also has the cat distortion. Yeah, it <laughs> 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 like, just change one. Le- yeah, it's like you gotta, you know. I like some of the pedal clone names because you could do a little wink, nod, yeah. nudge, nudge of what it's supposed to be, and some of them like are so on, <laughs> like you know exactly what that thing is going to be it's like some clever names i like uh the rat's bane from mm-hmm. <laughs> wampler i'm like all right you just fucking you just or like the rat you pack get, yeah that one actually is i'm just trying not to mention jhs again 
which is funny because I'm like I own nothing JHS. Nothing and I'm at like, all. I had uh, the bomb boost. I like that a lot. Um, I sold it because I was like, oh, I have some redundancy in this. I should have kept it because I liked it a lot. But ended up getting the Keeley uh, Katana mini boost, mm-hmm. which is practically the same thing. It does exactly what I needed on there. And then Keeley is a good company too. Yeah. So, well, with these like, other companies, like say Wampler and Keeley, they're, you know, doing something different. They're innovating. They're even like redoing their old pedals in different ways. But it kind of seemed like Full Tone wasn't. Just, I like, mean, you, you, we can knock them. I mean, Wampler literally just came out with a Tube Screamer. But yeah, at the same time, it was a, well, this is this version of the Tube Screamer. Here's how I'm going to make it new and different. And here's what I'm going to do weird with it. And but he also heating he, it he, up. He made it a mini, so that's that's the the difference. What I liked, like you know, Wampler's thing on the Tumnus originally came out in a mini, and then they came out with a normal size, yeah, or you know, your MXR size. But his whole thing was, it's like, oh, you know, you kind of do some other things under the hood. But what most people care about and how this sets it apart is like, it's a mini, Clon mini, and people are like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you're yeah. right, he's on, right. On Brian's podcast, he would always say, he's like, great, I can do it. How is it new and different? Mm-hmm. How how am I doing whatever I'm doing new and different? And that's that's Brian's whole thing because a lot mm-hmm. of his drives are just drives. There 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 are other classic models that he's yeah. made new and different in some way. He made them more better for whatever he wanted. And he's yeah. got a great ear, and he he's made a great product for that. And he also his personality people love. Yeah, and it really helps the group. Well, and um, that's also another guy too that's polarizing. Some people hate him. Some really? people don't like Ryan Wampler. And I, then it's like, I, I've never to met each their own. actually hates Brian Wampler. Not but. hate them, but you know, okay, hate is a strong word. Uh, they don't like him. Huh. Like they, they could rub him, you know, rub the wrong way. And it's like, it could be because, like, hey, so old school. And some people want the new, hot, fresh, you know, cool takes where he's, he's like, well, he's dorky. Well, he's old. He, he's, he, he, he's a guy who lives in farmland of Indiana. Like, he's only going to be so cool. Yeah. I just think, I mean, he needs to come out with the Pantheon Mini. (laughs) That was one thing I'm like, come on, just get it. Just do it. It's a blues breaker, which I really love that circuit. Mm -hmm. And I have already a a Mini in the Snouse, I think is the the brand. Snouse makes a Mini? They did. Okay. And it was limited. Yeah. And I got one. Yeah. And it's great. But it'd be, you know, great to have another one. Why? Because you know more is better. Well, the the Duke of Tone <laughs> might be what you're looking for. Yeah, but you know, I love it's MXR too. So Kyle will still love and accept you. Yeah, and <laughs> get that and oh, the Timmy. Oh, if only Walrus made it. <laughs> if they made a yeah, they they have to make a blues breaker. Who, they have Walrus? tons of drives. Yeah, right. Yeah, Walrus has been doing some unique stuff lately that I've been liking. Yeah, but, that's a cool company. I. That's always a company that I'm like, okay, they put something out. Don't need it, but I'm like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a few companies that, like, I will look at everything they do regardless of whether I actually need it or not. Chase yeah. Bliss, Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Yeah. Without a doubt, I want to play everything they come out with, even if it's not for me. I just got to try it. Well, everything Walrus. <laughs> yeah, the Walrus one that, like, nobody, like, all my friends group, nobody cared about, except for... Kyle and Johnny was the Badwater bass pedal. Oh yeah, because like that came out like that's awesome. That's like 
everything you need. It's, and we're all, it's yeah, a better stand amp. Yeah. <laughs> we're like a, just a echo chamber. That's great. That's great. That's cool. That's cool. And then I, like I sent it like RJ. I'm like, what do you think about that? He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's bass and, it's, and then uh, I'm sure they put so much into that and then just like bricked it from half court yeah <laughs> they're probably like well some people like it <laughs> some bass players like it uh, I, I don't know what the time is how, how long have we been talking oh, way over way over <laughs> way over because <laughs> on mine I have a timer on my when I record in Pro Tools and so I could see it. So I usually kind of bring it in for a landing. And I'm like, Scott, for, pull me in. <laughs> I, I hit record two hours and 45 minutes ago. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's there's a, there's two podcasts in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patreon content. Get your dollars worth out of this one. Um, yeah, let's... I, stay tuned. Full Tone's not going away. Yeah. Enjoy the speculation boost that happened. Also, know how many OCDs are on the market right now. there's just just too many of them and also (laughs) but that's the best one it's like people's like no i know what i got bro (laughs) well the the funnier part's going to be like in six months when all the speculative buyers start breaking down because it also we're not in a seller's market right now like it's a buyer's market right now and use gear people aren't buying it we're in a gear lot right now you're watching fender have issues you're watching a bunch of companies have excess supply Really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the guys at Rock and Roll Vintage, I don't know if I said this earlier or not because I had this conversation too many times already. Uh, I was like, so I was asking him, so what, what's going on with you guys with Full Tone and whatnot? Like, how are you feeling about it? Like, what news did you get? And he's like, he's like, it's great. We've had pedals sitting on our shelves for years and they're finally sold. <laughs> they they like they go to the back. We finally sold that new stock that's been sitting there for like three or four years. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, full tone new old stock. Yeah. That's what they got. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. A lot of people thinking that they got the next Kalan on their hands. They with don't. The OCD. Yeah. No, there's just too many made. There's like something like he might have made like three. I think Josh Scott said he thinks they may have made like three hundred thousand pedals at full tone. Yeah, that's a good amount. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah, I, so I, don't... I think I think the best-selling pedal ever is either like the DS1 or the Metal Zone, right? And that maybe hit a million? Yeah, okay. I know that's like three times more, but at the same time, that's that's a lot of full-tone stuff. That is a, yeah, a handmade, you know, pedal from California versus like you know, a Metal Zone. Yeah, made in Taiwan. <laughs> There's like, you know, a little bit, a little bit of difference, but it's like still like that's comparable. A third of that. Yeah. Nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah. So, let's just say there's plenty of glut. The market will bounce back. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> also, stay tuned for future episodes of the Effects Loop. And thanks for joining us, everybody. You can find everything our, we have, our Facebook group, our Instagram. We have merch. Believe it or not, we have merch. Oh, yeah, there's a discount code for merch if you're on one of our higher Patreon tiers. I don't know which one it is, but it's there. Just join the highest one and you'll get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you can't find it, then you can FaceTime Diaz and ask him where it is. So that's the best part. And he'll go, I don't know. And it'll be two great. o'clock in the morning. It would be great. 
Um, you can also email us, find our YouTube, find our Patreon, everything at theeffectsloop.com. Um, also, you can go check out Brian's podcast, The Tone Jerks, at what? Uh, yeah, we're on uh, whatever you're listening to this on. We're, you know, search for us, The Tone Jerks Podcast. We're also on YouTube. We have a video podcast over there. And then I, I do sometimes do some YouTube content, like videos over there. Uh, it's definitely, you know, kind of getting in back into the groove of that. So, you know, get, we're on Instagram. We're on, we have a Facebook group as well. So, yeah, check all that out. Well, cool. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. We can talk over this music too. If you know. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining the song. <laughs>